to episode 130 of the Various and Sundry podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is fresh off his first vacation of the summer, John Scott Sloat. More of an extended weekend, more than anything. Okay, well, I mean... But I was not working. I took yes. I took time off. Yeah. Know, so yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. So John, how was it? Oh, Minnesota's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. This time of year, I wouldn't want to be up there in six months. But right now, <laughs> stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah. Beautiful. What part of Minnesota were you in? Uh, so uh, the North Shore of Lake Superior. All right. Which is Lake Superior is big. Hence the name. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't even see Michigan or Wisconsin at certain parts. You can, right? Because it connects. But could you see Canada? Um, no, there are mountains behind. Believe it or not, it's actually quite mountainous oh, back there. Like, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, once you probably you get a mile back from Lake Superior, it gets pretty mountainous pretty quickly. Okay. I've never been to that part of the country. So beautiful. Very windy. Very windy. Mm-hmm. Okay. They call it natural AC. <laughs> well, I mean, I remember knowing somebody from Minnesota who who uh, said to me that you basically get three weeks of summer mm-hmm. in like mid to late July, first week of August. You get the it's hot, and then the rest of the year it's not. Mm-hmm. It was it was probably lows were in the upper sixties, or the the lowest high we had was in the upper sixties. Okay, and the highest high probably. 85. Okay. That's so, so more than I would have expected. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Okay. All right. Um, we we are experiencing a uh, an infestation on campus this week as we record. Oh, doctoral students are here. Yes, our, our demons are here. Um, a good group of them. They're wandering the hallways. Uh, as we record on this Monday, they've got one more day of class tomorrow. I think it's a half day. Mm. And you can tell they're 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 dragging they're dragging a little bit. I think the teachers are dragging too. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a grind. But glad to have them on campus. You teaching any doctoral classes coming up? No, no. Why not? I've not been asked. Interesting. What would you teach? What would you want to teach? Ah, uh, I mean, I'd I'd love to do something on biblical, biblical theolo- theology for ministry yeah for the pastorate for the, yeah biblical theology for the something pastorate something like that would be good man tell me people be swarming i mean they? we'd have to turn them away this is me calling for it right now <laughs> well, well you know who makes those calls so yeah you, you yeah know, you just have to talk to the right person or people uh speaking of talking to the right people if you'd like to connect with us you can find us on twitter at VNS Pod. Mm-hmm. Email the show, various and sundry podcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and on YouTube. And we would love for you to leave a five star rating and a review on whatever platform you access the show. John, let's talk a little sports. What's going on? I mean, we're kind of in a weird spot of the year. Yeah. Like between now and. August maybe thing things are pretty slow. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd say late August. Mm-hmm. Thing things. I mean, baseball's happening, but baseball's a grind. 
it not is. A, a slow grind. You get the uh, you get the big golf and tennis tournaments, right? If you follow those, so I haven't been following uh, the drama that is golf right now. But from what I hear, maybe you could clear the clear this up for me. There is a Saudi prince who has started his own golf league and is like luring all these big names to his golf league. Yes, that's my understanding. I don't know much about it, but I know the PGA is uh, irate and has said they would fine or is fining pe- players who play in this. Really? Yeah. So I, I I'm not sure if the issue is just they think that's just blood money because it's coming from a Saudi. Prince or whoever it is, Tycoon, whoever is funding yeah. this. But um, it's the LIV. Is that the? Yeah, yeah, man. But I mean, there's big bucks involved with it. So you know, you're, you start throwing around that kind of money, you're gonna you're gonna lure yeah. some big players like Phil Mickelson. Of course, he's got some money issues that he he needs. Yeah, to I always work. hear about him and his gambling debts, and that he's like. You know, a bad day away from like losing a leg, you know. Um, you wonder, but it's never happened. You know. Well, what was it? It wasn't this most recent weekend, but the weekend before at I think it was the U.S. Open. Yeah, uh, he was getting heckled by fans in the crowd about his uh, about his gambling. Really? Yeah, his debts. Uh, yeah, or just making cracks about, hey, Phil, you want to put. So and so on this next shot here, whether you can get it inside of ten feet, kind of stuff. Like yikes! Yeah, mm. yeah. People have kind of turned on Phil a little bit. He he used to have that. I mean, people I think largely perceived him as just this kind of fun loving, lovable, aw shucks, aw shucks, but you know, go for it kind of guy on the on the golf course. And then this gambling stuff has uh, tarnished his image a little bit. Interesting. So anyway. Uh, yeah, not much going on sports-wise. Um, they We did have the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. So um, thoughts on what your Knicks did? I, I am not totally aware of what they did. <laughs> so I'm putting the cards on the table here. I, okay. I was even trying to Google it ahead of time. It sounds like it's been an active offseason for them. Um, I saw a video of Spike Lee and Stephen A. Smith praying about the Knicks. Um Whatever, but other than that, it, I'm, I, it's just kind of a disaster. Okay, it's gone. It's it's the pendulum has swung back. Okay, well, very quickly. Yeah. Yes. So um, my interest was basically in the two Ohio State players where they would get drafted. So uh, Malachi Branham went to the Spurs with the twentieth pick. It's a good team historically. I, I guess. I, I feel like since they since they're no longer. Very good mm-hmm. now. Like, historically, you're right, but once you had the Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili crowd leave, like they've been yeah. struggling to even get to the playoffs. They didn't mm-hmm. make the playoffs this year, so so I don't know. It feels like Kawhi Leonard was a big loss for them. Yeah, yeah. He he seemed to be the answer to some of the some of those guys leaving, yeah. and then and then he. Fell out of favor, or or had yeah, there was a disgruntled just, relationship yeah. with Pop, and yeah, moved on. Yep. So, and then um, the Pelicans drafted EJ Liddell, the other Ohio State player, with the fortieth pick. So a little ways into the second round, which, if you looked at draft projections, that's lower than what people were saying. Hmm. So, um, but I'm not surprised by that. He doesn't have necessarily a prototypical NBA game, so I'm not sure how well that translates. The Pelicans. We'll yeah, yeah. 
I mean, if Zion could ever stay healthy. Yeah. And they have uh, Brandon Ingram, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. He's a pretty good player. Yeah. So there's some pieces there if Zion could ever stay healthy, which yeah. I'm not sure he will. In he's any just case. A big guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the And human. he's only going to get bigger. People get bigger as they yeah. age. Yeah. Exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that we follow this, but I have I did watch these I did watch the Stanley Cup playoffs yep. in terms of the the, Play- the, the actual f- Stanley Cup finals. Playoff hockey is a lot of fun to it watch. It was very entertaining. Yes, the Avalanche beat the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning mm-hmm. four games to two. So that's done. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I like the intensity. I, I like the. Were there any overtime games in there? That there was at least see? one. That I yeah. remember the Avalanche won, won in overtime. They just play 20-minute periods until somebody wins. Yeah, what a concept. It's a, it's crazy. Like yeah. these guys are out there exhausted. Yeah. Um, and they just keep going. Yeah, it's still better than – that's still better than soccer. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Two, two overtimes and a tie or penalty shots. Yeah. Yeah. We can't we – can't, one team can't get an advantage, so let's do penalty kicks. Come so on. hockey does that in the regular season. I know. They do that. It's they, a shoot-off, right? They, yeah, shoot-out. Shoot-out, yeah. yes. Yeah. OK. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we need that for baseball. We need a home run derby <laughs> at the end of the game. To, you know, you get five minutes, hit as many home runs as you can or three minutes, whatever. Hit as many home runs as you can. Send out your best guy. Yeah. Were you in favor of they, – they have tried some stuff where it's like once you get past the – is it the 10th inning? Or starting in the – where you, you start the inning with a guy on second? Um, I'm in favor of that because I don't want to be at the ballpark till 3, 4 a.m. OK. Uh, but I do think it's a little – it's a quirky rule. Yeah. But they're doing it. it. It keeps games shorter for sure. OK. Yeah. Well. You don't get an RBI for that though or a run scored on, on your stats. So if you knock a guy in who is – by divine fiat, placed at second base. That's right. You you do knock at that. You do knock at that ribby. Okay. Isn't that wild? <laughs> Whatever. That killed me in fantasy a few weeks ago, where I was watching a game of one of my players, and he knocked in the extra innings guy, and I was like, "I'm gonna win," or whatever that week, and they didn't give it to him. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's tough. That's tough. Uh, speaking of baseball, your Mets. Still in first place. Okay. Have the Braves cooled off? A little bit. Um, I think they were playing a, a string of trash there for a while <laughs> okay. and now have run into the likes of the Dodgers and the Giants. And, yeah. and I think I think they have, okay. you know, cooled them off. Four, four and a half, five games up, something like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much going on in sports. So I'm ready to move on to our summer read if you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. So today we're finishing up our discussion of the uh, summer read, Randy Newman, Mere Evangelism, 10 Insights from C.S. Lewis to Help You Share Your Faith. And uh, we're talking about chapter 10 and then the the conclusion, but uh, as well as just kind of big picture takeaways. The next episode will be our full-length interview with Randy. Yeah. And so you'll, you won't want to miss that. But um, yeah, John, what are some things that stood out to you either from chapters 10 and the conclusion or even just big picture from the whole book? Yeah, I I think some of the big takeaways I have from this book are going to be 
Um, the intentional reflection that goes into person to person evangelism. Mm-hmm. So sitting down and thinking like, okay, what are some ways to get to the gospel? What are some ways I can do some pre-evangelism? What are some ways I can give a response and a call? He did that in chapter 10. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's, I don't think I do enough reflecting about how to do evangelism or, or thinking about opportunities for evangelism. So I think that's one of my big takeaways. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree in terms of the intentionality. Um, I, I also think that when it comes to um, to this whole area, I appreciate that uh, that Randy is just so thoughtful mm-hmm. in terms of he's he's had so much experience and he's also not someone who would consider himself and this will come out in the interview a natural evangelist. Mm-hmm. He's not someone who's just like you know he sits down to a stranger and within you know forty five seconds he's you know halfway through the gospel in terms of that like that's just not how he is wired, which makes him I think perfectly suited to write a book like this because you know sometimes people who are naturally wired in certain ways are the worst uh, teachers and coaches. Hmm. You, know, you see this in, in professional sports where guys who are naturally gifted become terrible coaches because it just came naturally to them and they can't necessarily explain how to do something because they've never had to think about it. It just happens for them. Yeah. Like Barry Bonds is a hitting coach for the Miami Marlins a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah, just if you're if you're so naturally gifted at something you've never had to think about, so how do I do this? Mm-hmm. To try to explain it to somebody else, then that that becomes problematic. Um I I also appreciate uh just his use of Lewis in in a way that is um it's not superficial. Yeah. But it's it's also um not complex in terms of like he just kind of observes what Lewis does and um draws draws helpful principles from it in a way that you think, well, I'm no C.S. Lewis, but I think I could do that. Mm-hmm. I could do a version of that. Not to the same level as Lewis. Not as cool or winsome as Lewis, but right. yeah. Right. I mean, just like, you know, again back to the athletic realm, it's you know, sometimes you might watch a great player do something, you're like, well, I can't do it as well as he can, but I could replicate a version of mm-hmm. that move or that athletic uh, skill, not to the same degree. but So yeah, I think uh, very good, very helpful. And uh, I'm excited for our listeners to get to hear about our conversation with Randy that we recorded a few weeks ago now. A few weeks ago, yeah. What a good conversation that was. That was a lot of fun. Yes, yes. He's a lot of fun. He is. And uh, we'll mention this. uh, It'll be in the show notes next week. But – he has a a series of YouTube videos hmm. that are a series of training videos that range anywhere from a half hour to 45 minutes on different aspects of helping you to learn how to do evangelism more effectively that are that are um, that are freely available and something we would encourage people to check out as absolutely well. so anything else you want to add on that um, I feel like since the next week episode is all about this I don't feel the need to, to necessarily belabor this but if you've got something else no, I, I mean if you – maybe this is, this is something we've talked about. The book cover is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's a good design. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the the I believe the lamppost from Narnia. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that's that what that is? what that is. Yeah. But it's a beautiful book cover. So go yeah. pick it. If you don't have it yet, go pick it up. And if you've been reading it, you know it's uh, worth your time. 
Yeah, I, I've heard good things about The Good Book Company. That's the one that published this. I've not worked with them myself, but well, everyone I've talked to that, that who has has had yeah. a good experience. Well, that's a problem they haven't approached you yet. You know. <laughs> there you go. Is that an English company? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I appreciate the modest title, mm-hmm. The Good Book Company, mm-hmm. not The Great Book Company. Like, we're going to try to produce good books. Yeah. And some of them will be great. Yeah. But not all of them. They'll just be good. The good book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of reading. Yeah, let's talk about some other books. Yeah, our main topic for today is simply a what we're reading this summer. So each of us have uh, listed out, I don't know, four or five books that we are. I think we both have four, actually. uh, Are reading or have read in various stages of reading. So, um, John, why don't you kick us off with uh, your first one? Sure. Probably the one I'm looking the most forward to uh, this summer. And I've saved it for vacation. That's coming up here soon. My second vacation, kind of like second breakfast. Um, But uh, is Thomas Kidd's Thomas Jefferson, A Biography of Spirit and Flesh. Okay. So uh, have you picked this one up yet? Not yet, no. Okay. So basically, I've read the introduction. Basically, the biography walks through less of Jefferson's uh, political and social sort of upbringing and and Mm -hmm. coming of age, but focuses on his moral life, his spiritual life, and his financial life, uh, which apparently he was in debt (laughs) big time. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm really looking forward to that and uh, seeing a little bit more because the quip I always hear about Jefferson is like, oh, he cut out all this out of his New Testament, you know. Mm Um, so I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited to add a little bit more color to that, see what yeah. uh, Jefferson had going on. and Yeah, yeah and that's that's from your boy Tommy K. Yeah, I like Thomas Kidd. Yes, he does. I like authors who have their last – the last letter of their – or their first letter of their last name is the letter K apparently. Yeah. I think um, – I, I, I've only heard good things about it. Uh, it is something that's sort of kind of on my radar. But not not something I've prioritized that I, I – but uh, everything I've read by Thomas Kidd, I've enjoyed. Yeah. What have, have you read – what have you read by, by him? Have you I read, read his Whitfield biography. OK. Um, I have not read Whitfield. I've read his Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin was really good. I don't think I've read – I know I've read something else from Thomas Kidd, but I can't remember what it is now. But I, yeah, the Whitfield biography stands out. Mm. He, uh, he, he knows what he's doing here uh, when it comes to that good – like he, he's just – He's very good at being able to articulate the strengths and weaknesses of a person in a gracious way, but mm-hmm. in a truthful way. It's not like you know hagiography where it's simply this person's amazing and awesome, and there's nothing wrong with them, and they never did anything wrong. Versus you know, or the or the reverse of like this person's terrible. Yeah. There's nothing redeeming redeemable about him. Uh, so, so yeah, that uh, I think that's. Uh, well worth your time. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating you'll exper- you'll uh, you'll enjoy that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, so for me, my first one uh, that I'll mention here is T. D. Alexander, face to face with God: A Biblical Theology of Christ as Priest and Mediator. So that's the book that I've been doing in our uh, reading group mm-hmm. that I run every summer, and um, I would say it's been good, not great. Really, I have this on my shelf because yeah. because I almost actually almost added this to my list. To the the um, 
I, I think the the strength of it is uh, helping you to understand how the priesthood and the tabernacle worked within the Old Testament, how it anticipates Christ. Um, it, it points it does feel a little repetitive to me, but um, still very good. It's part of the Essential Studies in Biblical Theology series. So, uh, and it's it's not very long. It's only 140 pages, if that. So nothing, nothing that's a major commitment of your life. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I think I'm I'm struck by the fact that uh, Alexander does do a good job of helping you understand Christ's priestly ministry now in heaven hmm. uh, and, and why that matters. And so that's that's been good. Hmm. Yeah, again, I have it on my shelf. I almost added it to my list, but I figured it was part of your list. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, what you got next? Um, so I picked up a book by – there was a collection of essays of Cicero yeah. called The Good Life. I was in a bookstore in uh, Two Harbors, Minnesota last week. And it was kind of one of those bookstores you walk in and it's just wall-to-wall books, like kind of – Beautiful. Yes, yes. Kind of having various ways of organizing books throughout and tables in the middle with books they recommend and all these things. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of going through the classic section and yeah. stumbled upon this uh, this collection of essays uh, of Cicero's by a Cambridge uh, – I believe Cambridge – uh, one of those British schools, uh, uh, scholar. <laughs> I know that would kill everybody there, right? Yeah. I, um, I don't think we have a huge audience in the UK, so that we we're probably okay there. But uh, <laughs> but saw this sitting there, $9 for a collection of essays by Cicero. That feels worth it to me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking that on vacation as well. Yeah. Have I, you read much Cicero? A little bit, uh, though I am working my way off and on through the History of Rome podcast that you recommended. Oh, yes. How is that? I'm enjoying it. And I'm right now at the point where um, we're talking about Caesar. And oh, so, of course, yeah. Cicero is in the mix at that time period as yeah. well. And so, yeah, it's it's very good. He does a good, good job, doesn't he, Mike Duncan? Yes. Yes, very good job. Um, the amount of work that guy put into that is just To do a staggering. weekly podcast where he has no advertising basically. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. At some point, he adds in Audible. Okay. Um, but and it's like 200 plus episodes. Yeah. And he could have kept going. That's the thing. Like he he ends it when uh Romulus gets thrown off the off the spoilers. Uh gets dethroned, <laughs> right? Um I mean it's history, so yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. Um but he could have he could have kept going, right? He could have right. gone all the way to yeah. uh the uh the fall of Const- Constantinople. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my second one is D.A. Carson and John Woodbridge, Letters Along the Way from a Senior Saint to a Junior Saint. So which one of these are the Senior Saint and which one's the Junior Saint? Well, so together, Carson and Woodbridge create this composite <laughs> professor figure. OK. Um, Woodson. Woodson is his name. Yeah. So Woodbridge, Carson becomes – Woodson. Woodson. Professor like, Woodson. Like Mike Woodson. Yes, exactly. Um, and it is it, – like they portray him as a – essentially as a composite of the two 
of Carson and Woodbridge's personalities. Oh, interesting. And so there are points where I mean it's it's fictionalized, obviously, but um, it has a very screw tape letter sort of feel to little it. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Without the demon, obviously. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, this Professor Woodson uh, writes letters back and forth with this recent convert. Oh, interesting. Um, and giving spiritual counsel and that sort of thing. Very, it's 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 engaging. Hmm. Um, it's funny to see, but you know when when Professor Woodson makes references to sports and athletics. It's like that's clearly the Woodbridge part of the persona. Yeah, you know not that's the not the Don Carson part. <laughs> or television in general, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So hmm. but uh yeah, it's uh what would it be like to bring Woodbridge to campus here? Would that be would he do well? Uh, I think so. He, he's a great storyteller. A great storyteller. But uh he's also getting up there in age. Hmm. I'm not sure how much travel, traveling and speaking he does. Okay. Uh, what do you got next? Uh, so I will throw in my sports one here. Uh, Chris Herring, uh, Blood in the Garden, The Flagrant History of the 1990s New York Knicks. Okay. Uh, this came suggested by a podcast listener, Danny in Danny Ohio. Danny in Ohio, yeah. Yeah, he tweeted at me that he was doing this. He bought this book for vacation read and I went and got the book and I'm about – Three quarters of the way through it. Okay. Fairly – like I remember these teams. I think that's mm-hmm. – I was young. Yeah. Uh, but I remember Pat Riley and Jeff Van Gundy on the sidelines and some of the stories though. Like um, one of the stories is the the uh, 94 finals mm-hmm. uh, where they're playing the Houston Rockets and they have a, a game seven coming up, right? Big game. John Starks did not go to bed the night before. <laughs> Of course. Like how how do you do that? How do you not go to bed the night before game seven? I've never had the sense that he was the sharpest knife in the drawer, John Stark. I don't think so. No. Very good basketball player. Yes. Yes. Not the sharpest knife. He did half a chapter on the dunk over Jordan. (laughs) You know, it was – but yes, Danny in Ohio has been texting me about it. Oh, nice. We've met once in person. And, there you go. And we're, we're texting Striking about, up the about texting. this book. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that does sound interesting if you're – especially if you're a Knicks fan. But I think mm-hmm. – my guess is if you're a basketball fan, you'd probably enjoy it. Yeah. Well, and just the way Pat Riley ran practices for these guys where it was like get in there and prove, me, prove to me that you belong and like guys coming out with like bloody noses <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Charles Oakley throwing people around and yeah. all sorts of things. Well, my uh, my next one is uh, Rod Dreher, the Benedict Option, a strategy for Christians in a post-Christian nation. You mentioned a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that you were reading this. Yeah. Now, this came out in 2017, I think. Maybe. Maybe even a little before that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, – so it's about five years old, which in one sense is not that long ago. But given how much it feels like our culture – how rapidly our culture is changing. Oh, Yeah. Um, in some ways, it, it, it feels very prescient in terms of identifying where some things were going and um, I'm not buying into everything he he proposes in terms of how we as Christians should necessarily interact with culture. But uh, I do think he has some very good, helpful uh, suggestions in terms of 
us as Christians focusing on building our own institutions and our own structures mm. rather than um, putting all of our efforts into trying to transform existing secular institutions. Hmm. That's, I mean, we're doing that, right? Here. Yeah. Here, right? Yeah, we, we, have absolutely. A, we have an institution. We do. We do. Hip, hip, hooray. Yeah. I mean, bully for us, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I've, I've been meaning to pick that up. Um, Even if you don't necessarily agree, it's worth reading. He, he's a major contributor on the conservative side in terms of that. I, and so it's it, – and you, you hear it mentioned. You hear people mentioning the Benedict option. So mm-hmm. it's just having a general familiarity with it is probably a good thing. Yes. I mention it anytime I cover the Benedict rule. Um, I mentioned this book. I always also mention I have not read the Benedict Option when I mentioned that. So, yeah. Um, All right. What you got left? You uh, got one more, right? My, yeah. Yeah. My last one. Uh, I will mention uh, a book I have not received yet, although I believe I've ordered it. Uh, Suetonius, The Twelve Caesars. That's a good read. It's a good read. It's a good um, read. I saw it in the bookstore we were in. And it was like a very fancy like spine and everything and then and then saw the price tag for that fancy spine right. and went, heck no. I'll buy it on Amazon for much cheaper. Yeah. So, yes, that is coming. I'm very excited about that. I love uh, the, the line of Caesars. Um, I'm actually making a second round through the History of Rome podcast right now. OK. And I think I just got through um, – I just got through Nero. Oh, wow. OK. So. Yeah. We're, I, we're, I'm just getting to the point where I'm – very interesting. <laughs> like I, the stuff before Caesar is helpful and valuable. Mm-hmm. But I mean my main interest is essentially the first century BC and the first century AD because mm-hmm. that's the most relevant to Christianity. Yeah. Oh, same. And yeah. so now we're getting into that window where I'm like, OK, now I, I, I'm more of Okay, I want to dial in and focus on this, not just have it on in the background and pick up pieces. Like, no, yeah. no, no. I, I, I'm going to give it more. You're not interested attention. in the Sam Knight Wars, yeah, or you know, that just didn't really grab me. I so I totally agree <laughs> that when I stepped into the history of Rome podcast, that's what I was most interested in was you know kind of Caesar to oh my goodness, probably Constantine mm-hmm. is probably and following you know yeah, but uh, I found Hannibal absolutely yeah, fascinating. That whole section was good. Um, sure. Now, I will say the the maker of that podcast certainly is not a believer. No, no. Um, and is even like maybe a little like this is obvious Christianity isn't true a yeah. little bit in his podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a – but anyway, I am looking forward to that book. So you've read that book, The the, the Twelve Caesars. I have. What's it like? I, I envision stories about these oh, Caesars yes. all the way through. All the way through. Yep. When did uh, Suetonius write that book? Do you, do you have any memory of that? Is it is he a contemporary? Is he 100 years after all these guys? I mean obviously 12 of them had to pass, right? Right. Um, no, see he wrote early 2nd century if I remember rightly. OK. OK. So not a – not co-currently but mm-hmm. shortly after. Yeah. Interesting. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's 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 very entertaining for sure. Very entertaining. Uh, and then my last one here is uh, Ryan Burge. I follow him on Twitter. Twenty as do I. Twenty myths about religion and politics in America. Have you started um, that one yet? I'm listening to it. Okay. It's on script. Is it on script? Yeah, okay. I was. It's going to go by. And I'm going, well, actually, look up here. It is on script. So 
they have both the audio version and they have um, the ebook version. Because I imagine he has a lot of charts. A million charts in there. He's a big so, charts. So guy. when you're listening yeah. to it, he refers to, as you'll see in chart, you know, two point six here. This, but the explanations are clear enough that just kind of listening, and I, I'm not necessarily interested in having the detailed. Like I'm just listening for the big picture. You hear this, but yeah. statistically speaking, that's not quite accurate. This is more the picture. And he's. Uh, he's a pastor and political scientist, from what I understand. Yeah, it's my yeah, and grew up in a conservative Southern Baptist. Yeah, now background. he now he's mainline Baptist. Now he's a mainline yeah. pastor. And yeah. I think American Baptist, which which I don't mm-hmm. even I don't know the mainline denominations cards yeah. on the table. Yeah, but he's a great follow on Twitter. Yes, yes. Uh, so I've recently started following him in light of picking up that book. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's a taste of the things that were. That Hit. we're reading this summer. And please send send your readings for the summer over our way. Yeah. We'd love to hear them on Twitter, particularly uh, Facebook. We have some footprint there of some yes. kind. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we would love to hear what you're reading as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting. We're always looking for good recommendations for, for mm-hmm. good books. Yeah. I mean, I mean as, as evidenced by Danny in Ohio. He yeah. recommended a book for you. And That's right. There you are. You're reading it. It was on Scribd, which helped. Yeah. Scribd is great. Yeah. I'm greatly enjoying that. Probably people are coming away with like these guys love Scribd and these guys listen to the History of Rome podcast. That if somebody if this is the only episode <laughs> they listen to, that's what they're coming away with. Which is why we should get Scribd um, to sponsor. To sponsor. Oh us. my goodness, that'd be wonderful. Gosh. Anyway, well, re- we need to get our we need to get our uh, our our team yeah. on that. Oh my goodness, our marketers. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um anyway, ready to do this day in sports history? Let's do it. June 28th, 22. Um, June 28th, 2022. Well, well, that's the date this This will drop. Yeah. yeah. But on June 28th, historically, yeah. 1971, the Supreme Court in an 8-0 decision, odd, overturns draft evasion conviction of Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Because he did do- not want to do- go to Vietnam. Dodge draft. Right? Yeah. Uh, 1992. Uh, the Dream Team beats Cuba in the first exhibition game, uh, 133 to 57. Yeah. Way to stick it to the Cubans. <laughs> Take that, Fidel. <laughs> um, do you think Charles Barkley asked for cigars in the midst of that game? I, I, I would be surprised or, if he Or did Jordan. Not. I can see Either Jordan doing them. that. Yeah. Okay. 94. Oh, I appreciate this. Uh, New York Met pitcher. Oh, I'm not going to like this. It's way too late. <laughs> Uh, Dwight Gooden uh, suspended for 60 days due to drug charges. Okay, that wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. I expected it because he also threw a no-hitter or a perfect game, one of the two, with the Yankees. Oh, I'm not sure I knew that. Maybe I did. Yeah, and uh, that's what I thought this was going to be when I saw 1994. Um, (laughs) 2007, uh, NBA draft, Ohio State Center, uh, Greg Oden, local boy, right? Uh, first pick by the Portland Trailblazers. Yep. What a sad moment. Yeah, just sad e- injuries. Again, these bigger guys. Yeah. Just they can be injury prone. So very unfortunate. I think he had the athleticism to be a very good NBA center and just couldn't stay healthy. Finished his degree. Went back and finished his degree at Ohio he did. State though. Yep. And now he's uh, helping out with the Ohio State basketball team. Is he? Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Um, 2012. NBA draft, Kentucky center Anthony Davis 
picked first overall uh, by the New Orleans Pelicans. Second time the Pelicans have come up today. Yeah, that's got to be a first in podcast history. Yeah, it might be maybe an only time the Pelicans have yeah. come up. I'm sure we did around Zion, though. We yeah, the that's true. That's true. Okay. You got a preference there? Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, maybe the dream team. That might be my vote. Do you have a vote there? I was probably either leaning that or Greg Oden. Mm. Local connection. Yeah, he is a local I mean, local. I don't know what high school he went to. Uh, Lawrence North, I think. Where's that at? Indianapolis. Okay. Okay. We can go Greg Oden. Let's do that. Yeah. The, the guy that constantly looked like he was 40, right? Yes. Yeah. What's funny is, um, you know, Mike Conley ended up being the big the, star off that team in the NBA. In the like NBA. He said the best NBA career by far. Um uh, my wife's grandfather belongs to the same golf club as Mike Conley. Okay. My impression he's a good du- is, it, is that he's a good uh, a good dude, but you know how do you know? How do you? But, yeah, yeah. Anybody with that much money, I'm skeptical. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, one thing you liked. All right. Uh, I just got back from a, a three four day short shortened vacation on the north shore of Lake Superior, Minnesota. So uh, that is going to be my one thing, uh, roasting s'mores while overlooking Lake Superior. Did you get into Lake Superior? No, no. I I imagine it's very cold. Uh, Yes. When I did touch it, it was very, very cold. Okay. Very, very cold. So no swimming at all on this uh, adventure? No, no. If I had – they had – at this place we stayed, they did have like a 20-person hot tub that I would have liked to have gone to. Um, however, I didn't even bring stuff to swim in with me Okay, because I was thinking, it's going to be cold. All right. Fair enough. So uh, my one thing, big weekend in the, in the, in the Harmon household. Um, I'll try to tell this briefly, but my in-laws are huge dog people. They had to put their dog down a um, – they had a giant schnauzer, yeah, massive dog. When you say they're big dog people, they no, buy sorry. big dogs. Sorry. This was a Russian terrier. This was a Russian terrier. They All bu- their dogs up to that were Russian, were giant schnauzers. This was a Russian terrier. They like big, big dogs. Yeah. yeah if, if he would stand up on his hind legs, um, he'd be taller than a normal human being. Hmm. Like he would – he's easily confused for a bear. From a from a distance, just in terms of oh, black, furry, like just yeah. Anyway, that dog passed away, and so my in laws are big dog people. And um, to sort of condense the story, my wife found a breeder nearby here to get them a new dog, and we persuaded them to get a smaller dog, a dog that's a reasonable size, a Bernadoodle. What? What that's obviously a cross with a poodle, Saint Bernard. Uh, maybe I don't know. That's a good guess. How how big does it get? About sixty pounds. That's still a big dog, decent sized dog. And um, so my wife found this breeder. My in laws, you know, put the deposit down. Well, this weekend was the day where um, you could go and select mm. which dog from the litter you're going to get, and. Uh, my in-laws had the fourth pick. 
out of eight. And so, of course, being a sports-minded family, myself, my two boys, my nephews, this was all framed around NFL draft language. Oh, yeah. You know, so lots of jokes within the text, uh, family text thread about, uh, you know, measurables, intangibles, mm. what's his 40 time, uh, paw size. Tail length. Tail length, mm-hmm. all, all those sorts of things. What's Mel Kuyper's take on him? Todd McShay's, Todd, do they agree? Todd, Todd, yes, Todd. All of that. Yeah, yeah. So very fun. And so my wife uh, uh, ended up selecting the dog. My, my younger son went with her and they recorded a video of the selection mm. with the fourth pick in the 2022 <laughs> uh, puppy draft. The Hudson family selects and then they named which dog they selected. So. Okay. A lot of fun. Awesome. And they're coming in uh, a couple weeks here to uh, to actually pick the dog up. Okay. So that's my one thing I liked. Okay. Sounds good. So we've talked a little bit of sports today. Yeah. We've talked a lot of books. A lot of books. We're bookish people. Sort of, yeah. Sort of? Yeah. I think you more than me. I think you're more of a bookish person than I am. I don't know. I don't know about that. You have a PhD. I think by definition, you're a bookish, <laughs> more bookish than the non-PhD. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, maybe I'm more of a professional. You're a professional bookish, bookish person. Bookish person, yeah. yeah. You do this at a professional level. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Sure. Um, so, yeah, we've talked a lot of books. We've talked Greg Oden. And we've talked the North Shores of Lake Superior. And we've talked the... 2022 Puppy Draft. Mm. I think by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. So all that's left to say is until next time, the Lord bless y'all real good. Later. Later.